It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. How can you achieve and maintain business growth? Harvard Business School Executive Education is now accepting applications for a new program, Driving Profitable Growth. Taking place in Boston from October 25th through the 28th, this program focuses on business expansion and organizational growth strategies that can lead your company into the future. Learn more about this three-day program for senior leaders by visiting hbs.me growth. That's hbs.me growth. Welcome to PostCast. David Locke along with Ron Boone after the Chicago Bulls defeat the Utah Jazz. 91-83. This is Locked On Jazz, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. This is a painful loss for the Jazz because, frankly, with the difficult schedule they have coming up, they just have to find a way to win these games to be able to hold off the Clippers for that fourth spot and home court. If that's, you know, in that regard, it's painful. Uh, this game was so slow-paced. I mean, incredibly slow-paced, even for the Jazz. Six possessions slower than their regular uh, pace, and it actually seemed like it worked to the Bulls' advantage. You know, I I thought it worked in in the Jazz' advantage until that third period. I I thought the Bulls picked this pace up, and they got some early buckets. Uh, I had talked about Valentine, how great of a shooter he was or he is and was in college, and I've watched him play a few times, expecting him to knock down some shots. He didn't do it. Then all of a sudden, he catches fire there in that third period, really separated the Jazz. Uh, separated themselves from the Jazz because of what they get some three-point field goals in that third period. But I thought it was a slow pace of basketball game. But I thought it was in the Jazz favor myself. Jazz offensive rating for the Knights: ninety-eight points per hundred possessions. That have them be last in the league. So it's really an offensive night. The defense wasn't good in the fourth quarter. So actually, it's probably both. But uh, from the offensive standpoint, there were, the Jazz offense is really two things: it's Gordon Hayward and it's Rudy Gobert rim rolls. And both were completely taken out of the game. It, it really was. The Jazz and Rudy did even what he didn't even have but what one point there in the first half, just uh, because they just couldn't get him the basketball. They took that away, and Rudy, uh, I'm sorry, Gordon, just couldn't get any shots off. I know the, a statue had given me about uh, what the seven for twenty-eight against Butler in, in, in two ball games. And then tonight, 33% in the last seven, and he was right on it. So that makes him five for 44 against uh, uh, Jimmy Butler in the last three ball games. And, and Jimmy's just a very good defensive player. And I thought Michael Carter-Williams didn't do too bad of a job on him there as so well. So they forced Gordon left. That's what Zach Guthrie said to us at halftime, is that they were weakening the pick and roll. They were forcing Gordon to his left hand. Does that, Gordon is much better on the right side of the floor than the left. Is it? Is it really that? Is that book out? Like, is that something we're going to now deal with if now the Bulls have done with that? Well, I think what that does, though, it takes away not only takes Root um, Gordon to his left, and it takes him out of, maybe out of his comfort zone. Maybe you know, obviously he likes to go to his to his right side. But what does that do to the offense that that's geared for him coming to his to his right? And and so from, from that standpoint, it, it, it did it did work, but. You know, Gordon's a good enough player that he needs to learn how to find a way, you know, whether it's in transition or, or what. But um, and this is, you know, one of those games that if if he was a post-up player, you know, he could go down low. Joe Johnson gets in there and he gets it done. So I'd like to see Gordon do this, some of that as well. So Joe tonight, 5 of 12. At one point was 2 of 8. Didn't make 3 of his last 4. But just all the other options trying to relieve the pressure off Gordon didn't do that. 
Robin Lopez is really good. Robin Lopez impacts the game as close to Rudy Gobert's. I mean, center in a lot of ways I've seen him. He stands down there, he drops on the pick and roll, he covers it, takes away the rim roll, and every time we play Robin Lopez, I think I talk about how good he is. Well, you know what, and, and, and I'm going to repeat myself again, that I hope Rudy learns something from Robin, because Robin doesn't jump. He maybe gets on his tiptoes. He uses his hands, his hips, his body. I mean, and then when he rebounds, he's holding with one arm and rebounding with the other. I mean, Rudy had to work very, very hard to even get rebounds. And and Robin is, is a very smart player. Now, he defended Robin very, very well. Blocked a couple of shots. I think he only got one of those little sweeping hooks that he that he likes to shoot. Mike and hooks. Yeah. Is that what you call it? George Mike and hooks. But uh, that is uh, uh, a player that I think is very, very smart. Uh, knowing that his ability, his footwork is not that great, but, and, but he gets the job done. And, again, like I said, I repeat myself, I just hope Rudy learned something from playing against a guy like that. Tijan, this is a game where, you know, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to belabor the point at this point about the injuries. You just kind of have to. But this is really where you miss probably a Rodney Hood a little bit, where if Jimmy Butler's taking Gordon out and they're taking Rudy Gobert's rim roll out, which they've now done twice, what's your next option? And there wasn't really another option. that They tried Joe Johnson, really, is what they tried as the next option tonight uh, without Rudy, without Rodney Hood. Well, and I know early in the ball game, and we, you know, I did TV tonight, we were talking about the, what if, if the Jazz were going to win this basketball game, they needed to shoot well from the three-point line. And they have put a lot of success there in that first quarter, but it seemed to go away. You know, they ended well, up for the, the ball game. You have the Cavaliers box score here. I don't know how you got the Cavaliers box score. But that would tell you that they went 9 of 33. They didn't. But the Jazz tonight went 7 of 23, 7 of 25 on yeah. those final two at the end. Yeah, and, and, and I thought that that's where they were going to have to win the basketball game would be from the um, from from the three-point line. And they got off to a very good start in that first quarter. I think we had four. So four of the seven three-point shots that they had came in that first quarter. This may just be a bad matchup, and we may have a team that, as good as it is, is still susceptible to matchups. I don't think we have the LeBron James uh, caliber team that we don't have matchups. We, but we have to match up right and be able to play right. And now look at the two games against this team. We certainly don't have the matchup against this team very well. You know, I, I tweeted the other day, about since you brought up LeBron James, that, you know, how special he is. We know how special he is uh, and how hard certain players have to work in order to be good in the league. But LeBron plays the game in a special way. Now that's what, what I mean by something like that is that he knows how to make how things work out there on the floor, how to make his teammates better, uh, when to score. I mean, he just he has a feel for what's needed out there on, on the on the floor. We don't have that right now. Well, even if we had the feel, I don't know if we have guys that can do it all the time. That, and that's a great point there as well. So that that's kudos to LeBron James, who's a very talented and smart player on how he gets it done. With the skill set to With be able to execute set. whatever yeah. he's realizing. Absolutely. So that's a loss tonight. Uh, it hurts in the standings. It uh, hurts more that Cleveland took the night off against the Clippers. I haven't got the final word on Memphis and San Antonio. They came down to the wire just as we did. Uh, so Indiana becomes a bigger one for the Jazz. And probably the impact of this loss, if you're wanting to know long-term what the impact of this loss is, it means that if the Jazz want home court in the first round, they have to win in L.A. against the Clippers. The scenario I had where they didn't have to do that was they won tonight, they won against Indiana, and they won in Portland. If they could win those three road games and then hold what they expect to do at home, they would probably not have to win that game. But with the loss tonight, 
they will now, in all likelihood, have to win in L.A. against the Clippers to get the number four spot. That... Oh, Dad texted during the show. Should we hear what Dad had to say? Dad always has insight. Yes. Dad's the one who was really upset with George Hill in Sacramento because he didn't move the ball. Mm-hmm. What do you think he's upset with tonight? He's very upset with, with George Hill. Hayward's last points were at the 5.30 mark of the third quarter. He took th- two shots in the fourth quarter. Something going on? Yeah, Jimmy Butler. <laughs> Thanks, Dad. We love you. That is today's edition of Postcast. It takes a lot to get excited about a bag, but most bags can't save you 20% on auto parts. That's 20% off headlamps, 20% off oil filters, 20% off virtually anything you can fit inside the 99-cent Napa reusable bag. So tell your buddies, there's a bag they just have to check out. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa auto parts stores while supplies last. Minimum three items. Exclusions apply. Offer ends 10-31-17. Hi guys, this is Josh Lloyd, host of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. The NBA is back, so that means that fantasy basketball is back in one form or another. We've got daily fantasy, but there's also some fantasy leagues with the resumption of play with these eight regular season games in Orlando, and Locked On Fantasy Basketball is going to have you covered. It's not just for fantasy basketball, though, because we recap all of the games across the NBA, so if you're looking for a broad overview of the action across the league every day, Locked On Fantasy Basketball is the podcast for you.